0: Mike Kapler there. I'm the Breeze Man East Cap, and we are back on track after celebrating 17 years of the Growing and Grace podcast. Over the last three weeks, we uh, shared bits and pieces about uh, you know the history of the podcast, how it all came about, the various uh, things that we've talked about over the years. So you're welcome to go back and listen to those last three podcasts and help us to celebrate you know, a number that I would have never fathomed, 17 years of of doing the Growing in Grace podcast. Cap, a couple weeks ago, you mentioned something. I just wanted to highlight it because I think you mentioned it in passing, and then I was listening again to it, and you said something about how God works through our personalities. And that, when when I learned that many, many years ago, so I don't want to spend much time on this, but when I learned that many years ago, it was a just so refreshing for me because i was trying to i don't i, I didn't know what i was supposed to be i w- didn't know what i was supposed to how i was supposed to be when i ministered <laughs> and then i was like oh he's doing it through me it's it's not and here's the point really i, I wanted to make as i was thinking about this it's not um, me trying to be like jesus it's christ in me it's me and christ together it's not like you know, some people say it's all Christ and none of me. Well, it's yeah. all of Him and it's all of me, and so He'll He'll work and He'll He'll use us as we are through our personalities. And I, it's just just a, such a freeing thing for me. I just wanted to highlight that little part from a couple something you said a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I don't remember saying it, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I I remember. I mean, I don't remember saying it on the podcast, but I, I remember coming to that conclusion that. We we each have our own unique DNA. There's there's nobody exactly like you. You you are a unique creation whom whom God loves. You you were God's idea. Um, so don't get down on yourself. And and uh, but you know whether you're somebody who is preaching, somebody who's just uh, you know living your life. You got your friends. You got your family. You do the things that you do. Uh, us on the podcast. People writing a book. I mean. Uh, there's there's an element of individuality there that that God works through. um and so, yeah, you you made a good point there. it's 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 all of him and all of me. And uh, I, I think sometimes when we're trying to communicate truths about the gospel, there's still an element of my limitations, my individuality, and that this is true for all of us. And, and the Spirit of God within us revealing things. And, and sometimes we don't always get it. Uh, other times we receive revelation. Joel, I, when I was writing Clash of the Covenants, um, or even after it was published, I mean, some of the people, some of the people closest to me, who knew me best, just didn't think I they they didn't they didn't, even, didn't even want to read it because they they just didn't think I was qualified to come out with anything that would be all that substantial, um, because they just you know remember even Jesus went through some of that as a human being mm, remember mm-hmm. when some of the people from his own town his own family. They, they just thought, that this is just a regular guy here. What's everybody giving him the uh, the what for? I mean, he, he's not that special. We, we know his parents. We know his family. He's, he's from here. Uh, he's just one of us. Uh, and and that's how it is sometimes. When people know you best, they, they think that – it's kind of a funny thing, Joel. I mean, if you're a <laughs> – let me find a phrase i can use here if you're a professional minister you tend to get more the benefit of the doubt from regular people especially if they don't know you too well they just think that you are more qualified to come up with um things related to the bible and the, and the gospel and, and god uh, versus just people like you and me who just sit here doing a podcast every week <laughs> funny how that works but, but god wants to work in and through everybody uh, in ways that that they're able to to receive it, so. right? And I, I
0: think one of the things that threw me off, and it throws other people off, is and really, this isn't the gist of the podcast this week. We're going to get back into forgiveness, but I, because I, we've been talking about um, that prior to our 17 year anniversary podcast, but this might actually lead into it. But John the Baptist had, had said he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less, or he must increase, but I must decrease. And people take that as, well, it's got to be more and more of Jesus and less and less of me in my Christian life. But that's not what John the Baptist was talking about. John was talking about his ministry, preparing the way of the Lord, was going was coming to an end. Christ's ministry was going to be in the forefront now. That's what John was talking about. He wasn't talking about As a Christian, i got to become less and less, and i got to make sure that Jesus is more and more. Again, it's Christ in me. I died, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. It's still him, and it's still me together, but it's a union. It's not one or the other. It's both of us in union, and so with John the Baptist's ministry coming to an end, one of the things that John the Baptist was doing was, again, preparing the way for the Lord. So Jesus had this ministry— of at first to his fellow jews this old covenant ministry where he was preaching the law to those who were under the law and so a lot of the things that jesus said in his earthly ministry were for the jews people who were under the law and so we talked about this i believe previously that when jesus said if you don't forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father won't forgive you yours but if you do forgive men their trespasses then your heavenly father will forgive yours That was an old covenant thing that was prior to the cross, prior to Jesus, you know, going to the cross and dying for the sins of the world and then being raised again from the dead uh, for our justification and so that we could be raised together with him and receive new life. Now in Christ, it's, you know, we forgive other people, not so that God will forgive us or not so that God, you know, so that we make sure that God will forgive us when Jesus said that he won't forgive you if you don't forgive others. It's not because of that, but we forgive others because in Christ, God has already forgiven us. And that's what we're talking about here. And we've been talking, we were in Hebrews 7, 8, and 9, I think, a few weeks ago, before the the anniversary series, talking about this once-for-all forgiveness. So in Christ, now, after the cross, we have something that, Hebrews 9 calls eternal redemption, and I love this. Now, we, might, we might jump around here, but this this phrase in Hebrews 9 it really popped out at me. Hebrews uh, 9, 11, But when Christ appeared as the high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, uh, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, so this this tabernacle, this tent, not made with hands, not of this creation he entered once for all into the holy places not by means of the blood of goats and calves but by means of his own blood thus securing an eternal redemption and this is contrasted what the writer had just said be, before this i thought about going back to this so let's just do it the, the priests the earthly priests not christ but in in the beginning of chapter 9 of hebrews He's writing about the blood of bulls and goats. These sacrifices, according to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered. I'm in Hebrews 9.9. That cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations uh, for the body imposed until the time of Reformation. But the, the point here is that these previous sacrifices, the blood of bulls and goats, the priestly service... It could not take away sins. It could not cleanse the conscience. But what Christ provided for us, not by the blood of bulls and goats and calves, but by means of his own blood. We're talking the blood of Jesus here. He secured an eternal redemption. Before, it was temporary, and it couldn't take away sins. Now it's eternal, and all of our sins have been taken away through the one sacrifice of christ
1: yeah um there's just so much good stuff here once you begin to see it i know a Mm -hmm. lot of people skip over the book of hebrews but it's it's just one of the most impactful books especially as it relates to the new covenant in contrast to the old which is obsolete it's just packed with so much good stuff and we were talking before we came on about how sometimes, and, and we just can't help it. I mean, we're looking at a Bible, as we call it. Uh, it's got chapters. It's got these little verses in there, and that's what our eyes see. We, we Even the best of us sometimes just get caught in versology, and we're skipping from one verse to the next, like playing hopscotch here. Uh, but there are times where the writer, if he were talking out loud to us, um, and it's not just the writer of Hebrews, but this can happen throughout, especially books in the New Testament, Paul and others. They're saying something, They're using certain phraseology. And if they were to keep talking instead of writing, uh, a couple of minutes later, they kind of come back to some of that stuff and tie it all together. You know there's there's things in here, for example, about sin consciousness, same thing in the next chapter. Uh, also uh, sanctification. It's in the next chapter, too. So this all kind of just wraps itself up together when you begin to see it instead of just getting that verse tunnel vision, you know. So, you know, Joel, it, the phrase that you spotted here, and it was a great catch because it's so easy to skip over this when you're just reading from verse to verse, eternal redemption. You know, I was one of those people who many years ago believed that I could lose my salvation. I, that's just the camp I was in from uh, a fairly young age, and Joel, I could give you all the Bible verses (laughs) in the world (laughs) to prove my point. I could give them to you one by one, tie them all together in a way that I thought provided a pretty compelling case, and I just... I've been a Christian for a long time, right? But that's just the state of mind that I was in. And I just thought it was silly for people to think otherwise. But I had such a limited view of the gospel. As much as I knew the Bible, and I knew it. I mean, I was very familiar with the Bible. Read a lot of chapters for a lot of years, uh, growing up and, and beyond. And um, here we are. <laughs> here here we are now, today, realizing what a silly thing for me to spout uh, and and to try to communicate to people you see to me it was even though salvation was a gift what you did with that gift from that point on was up to you mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can forfeit that doggone thing and mm-hmm. and uh that's just where i came from eternal redemption is such a key phrase in the context of what is being talked about here um the priest and what they did, and by the way, you were you were mentioning uh, John the Baptist earlier. We could have got more into that, but verse 9 and 10, according to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot, under the old covenant, that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations of the body imposed until the time of of reformation that word washings for example that's where we get our word baptism it was an old covenant concept that's why the pharisees didn't go crazy when john started baptizing people it would have been a common understanding uh, based upon the the old covenant and the law i mean verse 10 is really talking about the law food drink washings regulations of the body all that sort of thing the law that is now obsolete uh, but when, but when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by the means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing, thus securing eternal redemption. He obtained it. Um, we got to wrap things up for this one, don't we?
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's secure. I mean, that's and it's eternal. I mean, remember those two words. Your, your redemption, your forgiveness, it's secure. Jesus secured it, and it's eternal. You know, John three sixteen: everyone who believes in him shall have eternal life. It's not temporary life. It's eternal life that you've received in Christ. You've received it already. The eter- your eternal life has already begun. We're not waiting until we die, and then we'll have eternal life. You have eternal life and we'll, we'll talk more about that and there's so much good stuff here about the uh, forgiveness that we have in Christ and all that we have in Him so stick with us next week right here on Growing in Grace this has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski heard online through various internet sources around the world each week access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace